From the Rock City of Nigeria, Rock City of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. Professionalism nurtured by experience. There is something missing in the world today. It's the one thing that can make the world okay. And it doesn't cost nothing, no, you don't even have to pay. It's about doing the right thing every day Cause you are the light You are the sign You are the only hope Keeping hope alive Do the right thing Let the world see Let the light shine everywhere And when it seems like No one's watching Do the right thing anywhere Just do the right thing Do the right thing all the time If the right thing is the order of the day, then the world will be a better place to stay. A corrupted mind is your worst enemy. So I suggest you do the right thing starting today. Cause you are the light. You are the sign. You are the only politician or a policeman you gotta take the stand and do the right thing do the right thing As fresh 107.9 FM, I broke it seven minutes uh, gone past 10 a.m. Uh, this uh, morning. Uh, it is uh, Monday, the 7th of February, 2022. Ali Bakar is my name. It's platform uh, this uh, Monday morning, the very first installment for, of the program for the week. We do this Mondays to Wednesdays from 10, uh, obviously, well. 
couple of minutes uh, starting behind schedule this morning. Apologies. Uh, Kobam Sasuku and Bezida Kula with the song Do the Right Thing, Exciting Things uh, this uh, Monday morning. Has work been this morning? How's your business going? If you're at home, what's going on? How are you feeling? Uh, this uh, Monday. Hope your Monday morning has started the brightest way possible. Great to know you're there uh, joining us. Um, the morning has started a bit slow. I don't know for us. I don't know what it has been for you. I just hope it's been great. It's been all right. We've been, you know, we've just been gentle, uh, moving slow and steady. Uh, slow and steady to say wins the race. Hopefully this week uh, turns out to be a great one. I'd um, very quickly mention a couple of things that went down over the weekend and uh, get into what we'll be getting our attention this morning. The Africa Cup of Nations uh, was wrapped up yesterday in Cameroon. Uh, Senegal winning the title for the first time in their history after three after two attempts, two previous attempts. Yesterday was their third attempt and they finally uh, secured the title. Egypt were going in for their eighth title. It wasn't to be uh, we'll spend some minutes to talk about that uh, this uh, morning. I don't know whether uh, we'd be linking up with Kenny Ogumlora, uh from uh, about uh, this uh, morning, uh, but I know that Babaji uh, Adeomi um, uh, will be joining us uh, as we discuss this on the program this morning. We'll get into all of the action of the Africa Corps of Nations in a bit, but uh, we'll still uh, bring up this video about a couple of things happening around the country. Uh, to kick that things this morning. Good morning to you. Welcome to Platform on Fresh FM. politician or a policeman you gotta take the stand and do the right thing do the right thing FM. Professionalism nurtured by experience.
Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. Wali Bakar is my name. Uh, Chris, you know you're there. Uh, joining us uh, this uh, morning on the program. Well, uh, let's uh, get into some of the um, things uh, that are making the rounds uh, in the country as we kick start a new week because uh, the uh, week starts uh, with uh, expectations of a uh, lot of activities. A uh, couple of issues uh, from last week you'd expect you know, will be carried into this new week. Uh, the politics uh, will continue ahead of the 2023 general elections. Uh, movements here and there. Uh, Mr. Shegwoni uh, dumped the PDP over the weekend, although he says it will uh, make public his next move in due course. Uh, there are some talks as, as regards, uh, you know, what to expect um you know, from him and some other areas. Uh, the uh, in Zamfara, uh, there's a situation where the People's Democratic Party they've won the governor Belo Masawale Matawale, uh, you know, against what they call impeachment plans um, against uh, the deputy governor uh, Madi Ali Mohamed Guso, who is a member of the PDP. Of course, remember Mr. Matawale uh, also. Uh, was at that party so uh quite a number of uh, things uh, are being said as far as you know the political terrain uh is concerned uh anyway uh for those of you who've been having issues uh you know trying to complete sim swaps or trying to uh you know buy new sim cards or you know, if you lost your sim card or you know if we try to change anything as far as your sim card is concerned uh the trouble uh, is uh, because uh, the National Identity Management Commission's NIN verification service has been unavailable. I remember uh, that um, the federal government, since the old NIN SIM linkage thing started, had said that uh, you know you need uh, the uh, uh, you know the telcos that is the telecom uh, the telecom providers have to ensure uh, that um, the information that a customer is given is uh, the same as that on the portal of the NIMC. So what it means is that telcos have had a back room to the server of the NIMC. They've been able to check, uh, you know, what uh, information you are giving them via the NIMC server. But now that server is down or, you know, the NIMC uh, portal has been having issues. Uh, so they've not been able to confirm uh, the information that customers have been giving them. So, uh, and, and we, I hear that has been happening for about five days now. So that explains uh, issues uh, that you've been having with your, with uh, your, you know, swapping your SIMs at the various um, outlets, uh, getting a lot of other things done. Uh, the NIMC they say that they are currently doing, you know, uh, routine maintenance and that they will be done. Uh, uh, that the uh, services, the verification and authentication services would be restored once the maintenance is concluded. Uh, that's uh, the last uh, we heard during the weekend. Well, speaking of the SIMNIN issue, uh, Serap, uh, they say that um, there's been reports uh, that uh, security agencies have been given approval uh, to access people's personal details via the NIN SIM linkage without due process of law. They've now written President Muhammad Bari to use his good offices and leadership to urgently review and rescind this reported approval. The organization in a letter signed by their Deputy Director Kola Adari 
asked the president to send executive bills to the National Assembly to repeal and reform all laws which are inconsistent and incompatible with Nigerians' rights to privacy, dignity, and liberty. Uh, this development followed reports that some security agencies have received presidential approval to access people's personal details via the database of the National Identity Management Commission in the course of carrying out their duties. Uh, well, because uh, a lot of things were said over the weekend as far as this is concerned. Once uh, the revelation of Serap's letter came, there's been some conversations, especially on the social media, as uh, regards uh, this particular issue. And, um, you know, whether it was right or wrong, uh, there's been arguments for and against. Some have spoken about security issues and all of that. But some also say that these rights, uh, you know, they're, they're protected. Uh, that Nigerians, you know, have uh, this... Um, you know, their personal rights and it can be invaded, uh, you know, without. Uh If a young boy fall in love, why you motherfuckers tripping by me low while I'm online? She told me what's up, I to pull up with a snap, now she ready for the... That is if you do the maths of the total confirmed cases, those that have been discharged and those that have died. Uh, there's been 253,727 total confirmed cases, 230,045 discharged cases, 3,139 that have died. So if you do the maths, uh, you'd be left with 2,543 active cases. Uh, speaking of the NCDC, over the weekend, they came to say uh, that um, the country registered 40 Lassa fever-related deaths in January. Uh, they also added that four health workers were also infected following the latest outbreak of Lassa fever uh, in the country. Uh, on their website, uh, they reveal that uh, they're currently distributing medical response commodities to states and treatment centers. So while the law, the bulk of the attention has been on the COVID, Lassa fever has been, uh, you know, uh, has been a menace as well and has been wreaking havoc in some areas. Uh, the NCDC gave a breakdown of uh, cases. Uh, they say that uh, for January, the 40 deaths and 81 cases reported in January 2022 were across 43 local government areas in 14 states. So the NCDC also raising their alarm, saying that we need to be mindful because uh, good hygiene needed. You know, last of you are very much related to rats, rats related to unhygienic environments and, you know, leftover food and all of that. You also have to keep your foods closed, you know, and uh, just make sure uh, that you do all that is needed to keep a clean environment uh, to fight this uh, ailment. So hopefully we'll all be fine at the end of the day. Well, we'll see how things pan out this week. Uh, President Mohamed Bouhari is uh, over the weekend. He joined uh, those begging the academic staff union of universities to uh, purge the thoughts of uh, embarking on industrial action. Remember, ASU continues to complain about previous agreements with the federal government, saying they've not lived up to them. Uh, they spent the whole of last week uh, talking about plans uh, to embark on industrial action. The president saying uh, that uh, government uh, remains committed to fulfilling its promises. 
uh, to the lecturers. Uh, so we'll wait and see uh, what developments we get from that uh, this uh, new week. Well, we'll take a pause. Uh, when we return, I did say that I would uh, be focusing our attention on uh, doing an appraisal of the just-concluded Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, we did uh, do a preview. Uh, days two, the start of the tournament is only normal uh, that we do an appraisal and uh, find out whether our expectations have been met as far as the Africa Cup of Nations is concerned. There was a lot of games, a lot of goals, a lot of cards. <laughs> a lot of interesting things went down at the Africa Cup of Nations. We'll be back in a bit. Please don't go anywhere. Are you a photographer, cinematographer, vlogger, content builder? Are you into skip making and live streaming of events? Or do you aspire to be one in future? The Nigerian Photo Cinema Exposition 2022 is here. The Photo Cinema in Transit. Our guest speakers include Kelechi Amadiobi, Kelala Films, Unlimited LA, Mofe Bamuiwa, M12, Emmanuel Oyeleke, Show Lots, Film Trickers, February 8th to 10th, 2022, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily. Venue, Jogos Center, Ibadan. Registration fee is 20,000 Naira only, with breakfast and lunch inclusive. You can register now at www.npcexpo.org. You can also call this number 0810-051-2628 for more inquiries. NPC Expo 2022 is brought to you by Broadnet Concepts in partnership with Canon. Media Partner, Fresh FM. Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Oakrest. says that's it no need for any uh, stoppage time two hours of football and we now need penalties to decide the african cup of nations title Mane, Mane, senegal are african champions sadio Mane delivers the lions of taranga the Taranga Lions of Senegal uh, they emerged victorious yesterday in that game against the Pharaohs uh, the Lions winning their first ever Africa Cup of Nations title they had failed in two previous attempts losing to Cameroon in 2002 lost to Algeria in 2019 and via penalties yesterday they stopped Egypt from winning their 8th Africa Cup of Nations title and there were a lot of talks I was listening to so many uh, sports uh, correspondents or a lot of uh, sports presenters you know talk over the weekend about the golden generation 
of a lot of teams. They talk about the golden generation of the Senegalese team saying maybe this is their golden generation. Uh, some would argue that the team, uh, you know, in 2002, 2000, and, uh, from 2001 up to two, three, four, five, they had Tony Silva in goal, Aliou Cisse at the back, and uh, uh, Papa Pupa Diop was late, God rest his soul, uh, El Aj Diop, Henry Kamara, uh, you know, so many other players. Some would argue that you know that, that was a golden generation, but this is a is a, is a star-studded side as well. Uh, the Senegalese uh, winning this uh, tournament. Uh, Bajide Adomi is on the program with me this uh, morning. Together, we did uh, talk a lot about ahead of the Afcon, and uh, easier this morning as we do a review of the Africa Cup of Nations. Good morning, Jide. Uh, great to have you in the studio. Good morning uh, to you morning once again. Good morning. You know, I was uh, following some of your comments on uh, the final yesterday. Uh, it turned out you totally felt Senegal were deserved winners. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did it feel for a moment like Senegal had the majority of support because they had not won the title before uh, Egypt? Of course, uh, they've always been public enemy number one when it comes to AFCON because of <laughs> many see them as the bullies of the tournament. Uh, they had that interesting run where they kept winning back to back. And you know, uh, interestingly, they've not they had not won they've not won since 2010. Yeah. So they were open. And that for was the last first... final they played as well. No, the, no, didn't they before lose before that to, of before, last night? Uh, no, didn't they lose to Cameroon? Yes, Cameroon in 2017. 2017. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they were really hoping that um, they would win their eighth title. It just appeared like the majority of uh, the support was for Senegal yesterday. Well, you should At not expect. You should not expect less. I mean, there's this kind of practice in football when you've been somehow shown the dark side of the game for a very long time, and you have the chance presented itself to you that you could actually make something better for yourself in the game. And that was what happened last night. Senegal, before the final, many people have been rooting for them. And that's why I wasn't surprised when I saw the massive support they got from a whole lot of people last night. The Ghanaians, you, sh- you should understand the West African sentiment as well. Mm. So that tells you that Ghanaian, before the, before the penalty shootout, had the massive support from a whole lot of people, even from the neutrals as well. So I was not surprised seeing that. However... While the game was going on, you could see some strategic uh, play from the Egyptians. You know, there were a whole lot of plans as to ensuring that that penalty, that, that game ended in a penalty. And by the way, Egyptians have made a record now. They are now the first team in the history of the competition to play all their four knockout stages up until the extra time, while one of them ended why one of them didn't end into, in, into penalty. So that tells you that their strategy somehow was just going to cost them eventually. And last night was the night for them to, 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 to meet their Waterloo. And eventually they, 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 were, they were beaten in the final and they lost the cup. So it's good. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy a team I supported right from, you know, I, I listed them as one of my favorites prior to the competition. And eventually two of my teams that I listed to be in the latter stages split onto the final. And then one of them eventually won. I'm happy. Well, um, we'll we'll get into talks as regards uh, the, uh, you know, the teams that we listed as favorites because I remember we we spoke about that. Uh, But uh, let's uh, very quickly take a couple, take a look at some of the starts uh, from the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, Vincent Abubakar uh, was the highest goal scorer. He scored eight goals. Um, 
you know, in that tournament. That's one shy of um, nine, which yeah. is the record that was, record. Yeah, that was scored uh, by a player from Zaire, now Congo. Another Cameroonian, Carl Toko Ekambi, scored five goals. Uh, then uh, Sadio Mane got three, Brian Makone got three. Uh, Galadinho, Gabadinho Umbango got three as well. As far as assists are concerned, Collins Fai at the ice alongside Isa Kabori having three um, each. Uh, but, you know, um, the uh, the uh, the Cameroonians, uh, they had a great tournament and they gave us an interesting finale, uh, you know, uh, with that third place uh, win against uh, Burkina Faso. I have to say, personally, I, I was I was watching the game. I, I was in Ibadan, you know, over the weekend. I was watching the game with some friends, and it was about seventy. And Cameron yeah. had a chance with the keeper pushed, uh, you know, over the bar. It was three 0 and I felt, well, yeah. that was it. Uh, and then one goal came, and I said, <laughs> "Watch out for these individuals. They were coming back, uh, and they did that. And then the one in penalties. But let, let, let's talk about the tournament on, on the on the quality of play, generally. Uh, because you'd expect that uh, the African would give you wonderful football, considering the stars that are usually on parade. Salah, Sadio Mane, uh, Khalidou Koulibaly, Bertrand Traore, um, well, Kelejina <laughs> Cho, Chukweze. You know, you, you, you could just go on Riyad Mahrez and the likes, although they, they lost out at the very start. You know, many teams with so many stars, hugely talented, some you know, largely experienced managers, Carlos Queros, you know, Ali UC says Ghana had a lot of experience as well. For eight years. You know, so um, what, what's your what's your impression of the quality of football that we got from the Africa Cup of Nations? The quality of football isn't so spectacular, but I think on the average it's still okay given the physicality of the African football. You know, AFCON is a competition where regardless of the teams you play for in Europe, regardless of, pedigree, of, your, for your, of your pedigree in Europe, regardless of how, you, how fantastic you play as a player, when you come to the AFCON, you put all of those behind you. And when you are playing against your opponents, they don't respect your pedigree, they don't respect the club you play for. Riyad Mahrez should be making it to the latter stages of this competition. But hey, even with the Aries of Stars and the Algeria national team, they still didn't pass the group stages. Nigeria as well is an example. I mean, we have players who play at the highest level in world football. Why did they not make it up until the latter stages? So that tells you that the physicality of African football is very key and it's still there and it will continue to be there. So far, we are still, you know, having this kind of teams and we have players coming up uh, from every nooks and crannies of Africa to play for their respective national teams. Egypt last night, they had a whole lot of players from their local league. So you would not want to give a team like Egypt to make it up until the final. Maybe a quarter or a semi would have been where you rate the Egypt that they will be knocked out of the competition. But, hey, they had players who are largely playing on the continent. Apart from Salah, apart from uh, Trezeguet, the rest of the guys plies their trade in the African League. So that tells you that as times goes on, maybe we would see a change with regards to the face of African football completely. Uh, Because, uh, like you were talking about the... The, the style of football, the kind of football we saw, I don't think it was something that is actually uh, very fantastic to the eye because a lot of people were saying on social media that the, the, the style of football they are seeing on, during AFCON isn't what they expected to see. And I was like, hey, this is African football. You cannot expect to see something you are seeing on the European scene week in, week out 
that at the African continent. It doesn't happen like that. A whole lot of teams at the AFCON are tech, a very technical side. Egypt is an example. Tunisia is an example. So we should not try to bring the things we see on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on the European scene to the African continent. It doesn't work that way. And it's due to how we play. It's due to how we approach our, our, our football right here on this continent. And I must say it can be worked on subsequently well maybe we have a different perspective you know of what we want to you know put out Consume. there as far as <laughs> football is concerned because uh, just as you mentioned there's a lot of technicality you know yeah. teams trying to wait out games trying to ensure they don't concede yeah. more than focusing attention on scoring the Cameroonians gave a very interesting uh, you know attacking uh, style of football you know they were always on the attack Senegal also Burkina Faso, that's another yeah. team I enjoyed their attacking play. I remember uh, the very first couple of minutes against Tunisia, they, they ran riots. And I, and I was just wondering if, you know, if Super Eagles <laughs> had played them, whether we could, we would have been able to win or But that, that we would never find out. Let, let, let's talk about some of the other, uh, you know, technicalities as far as this AFCON is concerned. I remember, you know, ahead of the tournament, we spoke about two major issues. Uh, the issue of COVID, because uh, the issue of the video assistant referee. Um, yeah. At some point, there were COVID issues. We know certain players had to miss games because of COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, Tunisia had a major issue because of COVID. Senegal, even ahead too. of the game against Nigeria, Senegal. Then um, uh, was Equatorial Guinea, who's yeah. goalkeeper. You know, had, had an issue. Tested. In fact, before the Afcon started, Equatorial Guinea had twenty-eight play, uh-huh. sixteen players out out so, of twenty-eight. So, you know, would you say that it was managed well? Uh, of course, we spoke. Uh, I remember speaking with Kenny Ogumilora while he was in Cameroon, talking about how they ensured they were tested every day, uh, you know, just to make sure and all of that. And you, you can say there was no, you, we didn't report, you know, major outbreaks, uh, considering the fears that we, uh, you know, we entertained. Uh, also, the issue of the video assistant referee. Uh, many questioned whether it was something we could use effectively, <laughs> but you know, it changed a lot of games. It did make some. Right calls in some games. Yeah. Some would talk and it about did some wrong. Yeah, some would talk about longevity of decisions yeah. being made. But don't we see things? Even, don't you see these things even in Europe and all of that? On VAR, things will change subsequently because even just like you just landed the the European scene, we see refs, um, world class refs, make mistakes as to what and what decision they should make about VAR. So on the African scene, I think it will be better as time goes on, because I have seen a whole lot of calls, which some have said they are controversial, which some have said they are inconsistent. I mean, why would you apply such method to some matches or to some teams, and you cannot replicate such in a, for another uh, team or players, given the same circumstances? So that tells you that, as time goes on, it will, it will change. Everything will be normal. And you see, on COVID, there is a whole lot of, you know, uh, let's say rumors about COVID, you know, some people believe that Cameroon stage managed a lot of wrong COVID reports that because they, they needed to suit themselves, they needed to, you know, make some teams very less uh, competitive. Mm, well, those, those, are, those are theories. Those are we we theories. might not be able to. We yeah. might not be able to confirm that, but it's Africa. We know a whole lot of COVID shenanigans that has happened on the African scene, even amongst club sites. So true, true. You, you, sh- you should not just brush that aside in the in the conversation but i must give kudos to the local organizing committee in cameroon they've done fantastically well with that covid issue i mean there are some things that never recorded a case nigeria is an example all through 
uh, stay in Cameroon, there was no... Well, it wasn't a long stay, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they had stayed longer, we'd have seen well, some COVID reports as well. <laughs> but that is a kudos to the, to the guys over there in Cameroon. They did well with, you know, how they managed the COVID cases. And insecurity, maybe they tried, uh, because we should not forget the insecurity crisis we had prior to the AFCON when some people felt they've been sidelined for a whole lot of time. And they said, Oi, this AFCON must not, um, must not go on successfully. And I was of the opinion that Cameroon would be needing this because they need the collective support of all the tribes in the Cameroonian country and mm. say, hey, let us deliver this title to these people. At least we owe the, we owe, we owe the trophy to them. And I don't think they've done badly uh, hosting the competition. Maybe they, they, they may not have won it you know, on, the, on their own soil, but hey, hosting the competition and then imagine third in the competition, I don't think it's something bad for all the Cameroonian people. They should be proud of the kind of tournaments they've had. And if not for... Um, their, their lackadaisical way of approaching the penalties against Egypt. Maybe they would have been, they would have given us a fantastic uh, final performance against Senegal last night. But hey, it's the game and we just have to move on and, uh, you know, talk about all of that things that happened at the competition. Well, um, do you want us to um, mention our arts and thoughts uh, you to go to the families of um, uh, you know folks that were killed uh, during that uh, stampede at the Olympic Stadium in Yaoundé. Uh, that, of course, uh, was um, uh, some occurrence that uh, blighted the Africa Cup of Nations. You know, uh, yeah. fans killed, fans injured uh, prior to that uh, game at the Olympic Stadium, uh, where Cameroon uh, were facing Comoros. Uh, that, of course, uh, was um, the uh, game where the Comoros had no... I think it was, oh, it was Comoros had no goalkeeper and then yeah, yeah. you had to field a player uh, in that game. Very, very sad occurrence. Our arts and thoughts uh, with their families. It was the 33rd edition of the Africa Cup of Nations and um, a lot of things uh, went down. So many expectations, so many, uh, you know, waiting to find out uh, whether the Cameroonians were going to win uh, their first title on home soil. Uh, they, of course, have won the highest after Egypt as far as the African continent is concerned, but it wasn't to be. Uh, we'll take a very quick break. When we return, we'll talk about, you know, some of the other issues that came up from the AFCON, especially um, the Super Eagles. Uh, they were labeled favorites. In fact, after uh, winning three out of three in the group stage, uh, no other team did that. A lot of people began to talk about the Eagles winning their fourth AFCON title. But uh, the next round, the second round, was when uh, they were eliminated. We'll get into all of that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet, to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook Twitter. Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest.
Thanks for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. We've been talking the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, Senegal, uh, we victorious yesterday against Egypt. 4-2 on penalties. Uh, Sadio Man is scoring the winning kick. Um, well, uh, getting the uh, the trophy ahead of his Liverpool teammate, Mohamed Salah, there were so many talks about... Uh, between the two of them, what winning the tournament could mean for, say, the Africa Cup of uh, the Africa Player of the Year, or even the Ballon d'Or conversations. Although many would argue, uh, if it were Salah that won, uh, going by the goals he's been scoring, uh, if you know Liverpool goes on to do great, maybe at Champions League or something, we might be talking about you know uh, the Ballon d'Or. But as it stands, uh, is that a conversation we should be having? You know, after the Afcon, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> scoring wise. Wasn't a great tournament for Salah, was it? Wasn't a great tournament for the two of them. I mean, you 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 see how these guys put up some crazy performances for Liverpool on a weekly basis, consistently over there in Europe, and you expect them to come and replicate that on the African continent. But hey, a certain Vincent Abubakar emerged the Golden Boots winner. So that tells you that scoring-wise, they didn't have a fantastic tournament. However, apart from scoring, what... Uh, Mane scored three, Salah scored three. Sa- yeah. Uh, although uh, they had... Uh, Mane had, um, I think, three assists. Two, so two, two assists. assists. Uh, Salah, I think he had just one assist. So. so, apart from scoring, what other influence do these guys... What other influence do they have for their respective national teams? Um, some was massive, I, I think, for, for, for Mane... I mean, it takes a whole lot of courage for you, having, having missed the penalty at the early stages of a final competition, mm, mm. to come back at the extra time and then still bang the decisive, decisive penalty kick into the back of the net. So it takes a whole lot of courage and, uh, yeah, responsibility on the part of a player of that caliber. So the influence for Salah, I don't think he did bad as well. Uh, maybe he was just unfortunate alongside his teammates to not have won the tournament. But hey, would this translate his... Uh, would this translate to him winning the Ballon d'Or? Uh, that's left to be seen, really. But honestly, I don't think he would be winning that uh, because this would have actually propelled him the more into winning that award. But since he didn't win it, and we might just be looking at somewhere else or some other player winning that award. But he must look at the competition and say, wow, and be proud of himself because it, it, it takes a lot of you know uh, courage for, for a player like that. And even Jurgen Klopp was speaking proud to Liverpool's game against Cardiff yesterday that... Um, he's seen these guys, he's been with them a whole lot of times and he knows what this AFCON means to the two of them. So if they come back and say, hey, I'll need a time off from the club football and I want to, you know, go rest, do a whole lot of things, Recuperate he said he will be there to sympathise with them and then help them with whatever they need. So um, Salah should try again next time. And interestingly, these two teams will still be playing at the World Cup qualifiers next month. So <laughs> that tells you that there's a whole lot to battle for between these two guys. And I would not want to see... Egypt losing out completely because they've just lost the AFCON in February, and if they lose out on the World Cup qualification as well. But but then when you look at the quality of the Senegalese, that's not a team that that that, that, that deserves to miss out on the World Cup. You don't want to have a World Cup <laughs> without the African champions. So you don't want to have a World Cup without Salah too. So, but and Egypt. At, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> we'd have to wait and see how that one goes. What we know is there will be no penalties in that. That's yeah, the way yeah. affair. And that's where Carlos Queiroz would have to mm-hmm. change his strategy, change his style. Because maybe not necessarily because his, his style is more about don't score me so maybe <laughs> that's what you need for no matter well, you way. cannot use that style and scale through the qualification process and get to the World Cup and still adopt that kind of style 
it would not be making sense for an African side. Well, um, that's um, the um, situation. Um, well, Vincent Abubakar, eight goals. That's an average of 3.65 goals per game. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, well, for the tournament, that's interesting. 52 games, 190 goals scored. Um, 14 uh, red cards given. Cameroon, they got the most goals, 26, by the way. The worst defense, Burkina Faso, conceding. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, no, Burkina Faso were the best, rather. They considered just three goals in the tournament. Well, um, let's talk about the Super Eagles for a moment. Uh, we, we lost uh, the second round. Uh, because uh, the for sports lovers, for football lovers, uh, they continued with you know following the Afcon, but a lot of people <laughs> lost interest along the way <laughs> once the Super Eagles were out. Uh, we don't know what the situation is now. We're preparing for the World Cup qualifiers against Ghana. There's still a lot of back and forth. Uh, no, there's not so much clarity as to who the manager is. Gavon came out to say, "I'm returning to my role as technical advisor." to the NFF. We've not heard anything about Cipicero. Uh We're just really not sure what the situation is with the Eagles. As it stands, the NFF hasn't said anything with regards to appointing manager, but the most logical and responsible forward-thinking football federation like NFF should be doing at this time is to not waste time any longer. Uh, because if you want to appoint a manager at this time of the day, we are playing... Uh, Ghana on March 23rd, I think. So we have lesser time. And if you consider the fact that even before the AFCON, Eguavon didn't have much time to know these guys. They didn't have much time to, to train with them. There was no preparation game prior to the AFCON. Uh, there was a whole lot of things missing out for the Super Eagles prior to the AFCON. Mm. And after having that kind of performance at the AFCON, which many people have said Eguavon really tried, that's still debatable anyway. Very. And very, very. if you want to, if after all of the things that has happened to Nigeria at the AFCON, we are still wasting time as to appointing a substantial manager for the Super Eagles, I don't think we know what we are doing as a footballing country because over just last week, some news broke from Nigerian local media that, yay, um, the NFF has appointed uh, Augustine Eguavon as the manager with uh, Emmanuel Amunike as the assistant. So, well, Amunike has come out to deny the... Yes. He said he was in Cameroon doing some work. And he just saw the news online. So, be that as it, as, as it may, we know how uh, the NFL Federation goes about these kind of things in, in, in the Nigerian scene. There's this saying that there's no smoke without fire. And given the past antecedents of the NFL with regards to things like this, it could be easy for some people to just believe that, okay, this will happen. But because they haven't come out to say, hey, we are appointing Augustine Egoavena and Amunike, we cannot believe that. But like I said, the most responsible thing for the NFL to do right now is to just get this thing done over with and let us have a smooth and sailing preparation for the AFCON, for, for, for the World Cup players. Because the Ghanaians we are going to play They've been knocked out of the group stage of that competition weeks ago now. And they're already planning on having a new manager to face Nigeria. Genotro has been mentioned. Uh, They're talking about Chris Uten Chris now. Uten as South well African, has been mentioned. Chris so, mm. a lot of things has been going in place for the Ghanaian side. And we might just end up bottling that chance of making it to Qatar if we don't get things done right now. Because mm. I expect the manager to have actually known his stand. Am I going to keep on to this job? Am I going to go back to my technical role, are we bringing Pesero on board completely? You see, 
all of these put together are not putting us in a very serious manner in the yeah. faces of all those who have a positive mindset and the elites who have watched Nigerian football right from the olden days up until now to say, hey, are we really serious about going to Qatar at all? Well, I have my at, doubts. At, at, at the end of the day, uh, ju- just for your information, the Wikipedia page of Ose Pesero says he's Nigeria's current manager. Uh, that's it Um, Chris Eaton by the way the uh, the Ghanaians are talking about him we don't know whether that's a deal they'll push uh, over the line Chris Eaton largely experienced you know uh, and and I love him Uh, he's been with uh, Tottenham um, uh, Newcastle Newcastle Norwich at some point you know, uh, Norwich was at Birmingham. Uh, his latest last game, last job was 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 was, was Nottingham Forest. Yeah, that I know of. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Let, let's um, get some thoughts from you uh, this morning. Uh, you know, football lovers, sports lovers, as far as the Africa Cup of Nations are concerned. Some of the things we've spoken about this morning. Uh, the numbers are zero eight one five four three two one zero seven nine zero eight one five. Four three two one zero seven nine. You can also call zero eight one eight one 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 zero seven nine zero eight one eight one 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 zero seven nine. Those are the numbers. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Mister Wally. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, guests. Good morning. Yeah. My name is Folai Bolao from Shagawule. Yeah. I, I give it up to the organizers of Afcon. You know, the one that's called concluded now. Uh, in our uh, you know, the way they. And they have really done it. So, given the Abaka, uh, the IS Gosora, given the what's it called, the, the uh, Senegal Tipper, uh, uh, the best Tipper, then uh, what's it called, uh, uh, Zajumani, that's the very good player in that tournament. He, he really deserves it. And Mosala, you know, the problem is that the Mosala, if they have, you know, have the opportunity to win the cup, you know, it should have been another ball game. But apparently, it's not that way, the other way around. They have to go that way, and they have done well. In Nigeria, as it is now, I think that the earlier, the better. You know, they should do the right thing at oh, the right time. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Please turn on the volume on your radio. Hello. Yes, good morning. morning. Yeah, um, uh, what, sorry, I... What's your I, name, I where you calling us from? Can you hear me? What's your name, where are you calling us from? My name is Ahmed Dada, calling from Abadoja right now. Right, talk to us, Mr. Ahmed. All right. Um, what I wanted to ask is this. Um, the match in the Africa Cup of Nations, the match between Nigeria and uh, Tunisia. So... Uh, what actually what what actually, what actually went wrong? Because I'm still wondering why Nigerian technical Nigerian um, Nigerian football lovers or probably the technical crew did not protest because the the referee. So as for what I saw, the referee actually protested us. Two red cards he did not bridge, and uh, two penalty. Nothing was done about it. So mm. am I actually right? I don't know if um. If been done about that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, um, 
I don't know. I hope. I hope this is not coming from you know just the frustration of the Eagles losing out. I think, <laughs> as far as the officiating is concerned, yes, uh, there were questions about the referee uh, in some cases. Uh, some yeah. questioned even his ego and all of that. But his calls, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, the, the penalty claims, uh, if they weren't that serious. The, <laughs> <laughs> the red card claim, if I the penalty know, claims were serious, the VAR guys would have actually yeah. called the attention of the ref tweet and say, guy. You have to check that thing up, and I, I think at the end of the day, the, the vast majority of Nigerians were just really sad about the Eagles losing. The vast majority of Nigerians have accepted the result and are living with it. The Tunisians were, uh, you know, you should understand the frustration of those who are still pained by that result because after the first three games in the group stages, a whole lot of people forgot the shambolic preparations we had prior to the AFCON. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Well, we're struggling to hear you. We're struggling to hear you. You'd have to uh, try to call us again. 0815-432-1079-0818-111-1079. Those are the numbers to call to talk to us uh, this uh, morning of uh, on the program. Uh, you can, of course, drop your contributions on Facebook. Uh, we're live on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash live. Uh, that's an avenue uh, for you to talk to us uh, this uh, morning. We'll be glad to mention some of your comments uh, as well. Um, hello, good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, morning. How are you? I'm Irani Nafu here from Yaba. Good morning, sir. Well, uh, everything we learn lesson every day. The lesson we have learned there, we must use it as a furtherance to win, uh, to have success in the uh, tournament we are having as far as the football is concerned. Concerning the need and left, it depends on the to One time, she know she like the vibe, like a post, and she like no papers, but she bout to do this offline. I hit the with the work, no labor, with the work, no labor. Say she got a car key, I hit the ones with the bills, TT, breaking records like the law. Say she cook for the chop, ayy. She bout to run away with me, so I got no money, love, now she do it for the trap, ayy. She bout to have a way with me, I was waiting for the love, now she do it for the rap, ayy. I hit her with a one time, hit her with a one time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you online?
Say you told me to 